When you're a teller at a large bank in Los Angeles that gets hundreds of people in the door every day, you're going to deal with a lot of very pissy people. A lot of them. Huh. Especially if Why it's California that? and not, say, Nebraska. Um, yeah, that's definitely fair. Because people always misunderstand things and stuff always invariably goes wrong um, with someone somewhere. You work in a business where you're well aware that things can go wrong and people are going to bitch at you and you got to learn to listen mm-hmm. and hear what they're actually saying and hear what they're actually frustrated about and maybe see, you know, what, what it is that they're completely misunderstanding or even delusional about. Sure. Um, and demonstrate to them that you understand them. Not just say you understand, but demonstrate. No, really. Yeah, I get it. What you're saying is blah, 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 blah. And that would frustrate me too. If I went into a bank and they told me such and such, I get it. The reason we do this is because blah, 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 blah. And that's that's what people want. They, um, they want to know that they are not dealing with a fucking robot. And also yeah. they want to know that you're not weak. And so on some level, people are always testing you. People will shit test you, um, if I may use that expression. And, and you Quite have to demonstrate... You have to demonstrate that you are, in fact, a strong human being and you know what the hell you're doing. And so for me, um, when I worked as a bank teller in the late 90s, it was like, well, you get someone at your window and they're in your face and they're angry about this or they're pissed about that. You take a good solid breath and answer them in very strong, straightforward words. Yes, um, I understand. Unfortunately, that is our policy. And the reason it's our policy is blah, 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 blah. And if you can keep that pleasant look on your face, all the while being very strong and forthright, even better. And people will calm down. Um, and in, in my time doing that, that work, I observed something really weird. Like, I swear, every major conflict I had at a teller window, sooner or later, that same person came back and was sweet as sugar and sometimes even apologized. And I started to notice this as a pattern. Um, Like, wow, that guy was an asshole. And you know what? I bet I'm going to see him again. And And then sure enough, a week goes by or a month goes by. And he's back at my window and he's pleasant as can be. And in fact, one time... Was this on Christmas Eve or was it something else? I, I, I can't remember. But there's this one day where there, there's this one young guy there with his girlfriend and he does a transaction with me. And then he insists on making some kind of ridiculous request or he's asserting something ridiculous. I don't even remember what it was, but something that I should do or he thought I should be able to do or that he ought to be able to do or something like that. And I don't know if I was snarky or sarcastic. I generally wasn't, I don't think. Um, I don't remember, but it was very, but, but I was very clear, like, yeah, that's not going to happen. And so he turns to leave. And as he turns to go, he's like, you know, I'm about to reach across this counter and beat someone's ass. (laughs) By the way, the teller standing next to me heard this. Wow. He's like, did he just say to you what I think he just said to you? Like, yeah. (laughs) And you know, when, when someone says something like that to you, you don't forget them, Right. Oh um, yeah, and sure enough, the better part of a year later, the same young guy comes in, and he comes right to my counter and he says, "Hey, do you have applications for teller positions here?" Like he sincerely wanted to apply for a job and come work there, and I'm like, "Sure," and I go give him an application. I don't know if he ever got a job there. That was at the very end of my tenure there, so maybe they hired him. I don't know, but just very weird. It's like these people always come back. 
and I keep getting second chances if I was if I was if I handled it right the first time. It was kind of uncanny. Um, and 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 then another thing I found there were countless times where like some customer at the bank had just had enough. So they're closing their account and they come to my window um, and they're there to get the very last of their cash and they tell me what happened and I'd be like, wow, I'm sorry to hear that. That must be really frustrating. That's not the right way to handle, you know, though. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's, that's not how I would have handled that. And I can't tell you how many times it happened where the person was like, wow, Brian, you know, if you had been the first person I dealt with here, I wouldn't be closing my account right now. Wow. Right. And then, and then one other thing, the old story I've told you multiple times, but it's worth mentioning. I, I, I never sold worth shit at my teller window. You know, I didn't promote, I was supposed to, Were but I didn't promote. Were you supposed to sell at the teller window? Really? Oh yeah. Yeah. There are a gajillion things you can refer people to. Oh yeah. You can open a money market account. Oh yeah. There's, you know, our CD rates are blah, blah, blah. Oh yeah. Home equity loan and blah, blah, blah. Um, oh, you should you should add the plus package. Now, the plus package was actually a really good deal, so I so I referred a lot of those. But largely, just never. I didn't you know I didn't push people into getting CDs or money market accounts. You know, we had a finan- whole big financial services side. Um, only one time did I ever refer someone over there in the year and a half I worked there. Otherwise, just nothing, except on the rarest of occasions. And so there was this young teller that I had trained. His name was Obi, or actually Obalit. He was Assyrian, and when people would say, oh yeah, Syria, he'd be like, no, 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 Assyrian. And then, yeah, and then he was really- you're imp- Assyrian. <laughs> you're from Syria, you're Assyrian. <laughs> and he had to get to get really tired of that, but he, uh. Uh, he, he was impressed that being something of a, a, a student of the scriptures, I knew a thing or two about the history of Assyria. It, figure, it figures rather prominently in your, uh, in your Old Testament. Of, co- of He's course. Like, holy, holy cow, you know all about that. And I'm like, well, not all about it. But anyway, Obi was a fun guy. I liked Obi a lot. And he pitched and sold all the time at the teller window. And then one day he goes to our manager, Jeff, and he's like, Jeff, why doesn't Brian ever sell? Why does he like never, ever get referrals? And so Jeff came and told me about this later. Jeff's answer was, well, you know what, Obi? Um, when you give people as good customer service as Brian does, you can work here without selling too. <laughs> yeah. And Jeff, yeah. Jeff was telling me that as a compliment to me in the way I did things. You know, because I'm always like, well, maybe you could just learn to stop and listen and things might go a lot better for you. That's really good. So there you go. Wow. You, you know, having worked in both sales and customer service, mm. um, they're basically just the depending on depending on the situation. They are basically just the same thing. Right. Where you instead of driving someone to have a positive experience, you are driving someone to have a positive experience and make a choice. Right. Consciously, that is it. Instead of just driving someone to, even if it's just leave, the sometimes the objective of customer service is how your job is to get someone to walk away with a smile. Oh, that's right, it. Right. 
Right. Really, it's just walk away. Now, you can get someone to storm away, yeah. and that is absolutely an abject failure of customer service. But if you can get them to walk in, storm in, and walk away with a smile, you have absolutely drop dead done your job. Yeah. And, and um, good sales those, is the same way. And the customer service part is much, much harder to quantify when you have done a job superbly because it becomes basically preventive. Well, the value of it absolutely is. It's, it's, yeah. it's almost impossible to, to accurately ju- judge and monitor the value of a positive customer service experience. Yeah. You could sort of see it in how well Costco does mm-hmm. because like the the joke with Costco is welcome to Costco I love you <laughs> <laughs> where it's just like a little too warm and a little too friendly and a little too accepting and welcoming which is a good problem like, to have I'm like I just want a box of 64 hard boiled eggs like what <laughs> I don't I don't I don't need the love <laughs> Oh yeah, we have a we yeah. have a sale for a hundred and twenty eight. Also, I need I need a box to carry this thing home in. Yeah, but you got to get that yourself. Don't yeah, bother me I with have that. To, I have to I have to go climb over shopping carts in order to get it. Ah, uh, that's point wonderful. You're like, oh, uh, you're you're going the wrong place. I'm sure our listeners have no idea what the hell we're talking about with Costco, and I don't think it's going to get any better. So I'm going to close it out here. <laughs> Wow, he's just shutting me down. All right, I but, accept uh, it. I accept no, it. No, we're good. We're Very good, good day, Brian. Day, day, day 15 is tomorrow, and uh, we'll surprise you with the stories we have to tell there. Thank you, Kyler. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Brian.